Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the Ghana's Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nicole. Nicole, thanks for coming on, Dan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Can you tell people why this is a pretty big moment for you? Well, so this is my first podcast. I've always kind of wanted to be on a podcast. So the fact that I'm given this opportunity right now is crazy to me and the best way possible. So I'm super excited, Um, nervous and excited, but mostly excited for sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a good hour. Um, If you could kind of just tell people who you are and then what you do. The way I kind of became aware about you too is we have a mutual friend in Gabby Gonzalez who I coach with and she always kind of like talked about you and then like your new business and all that and I knew that when I started a podcast I wanted to bring on entrepreneurs and and really people that are just pushing the envelope in their respective context and so like I haven't had anyone on that hasn't like a business in your area so yeah that's why I wanted to bring you on well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Shout out, Gabby. Love you, Gabby. Yeah, she's, she's great. My bestest friend in the whole wide <laughs> world. But okay, so about me. So who am I? I am a 23-year-old California girl. I was born in San Diego. I am a new business owner. I've officially been in business for a little bit over a month now. And honestly, it's been the best thing ever. So surreal to me. I'm still like, it's so shocking to talk about right now. But yes, yeah, so that's me. And I'm also a full-time college student. Oh, and so you're, you're still in college too? Yes, I am. I'm still in college. Where, you, where do you go? And then what are you also studying? Yeah, so I just go to San Diego Community College for right now, studying business marketing. And so, yeah, I still have like a few years left. So I've just been really taking my time with college, honestly, because it's not really my huge priority, but it is something obviously I still want to finish. Yeah, but I I think like the experience that you're gaining literally running your own business kind of trumps like going to school to get a piece of paper. Not saying that college isn't important, but you're gaining pretty critical skills. And so... It's, it's so interesting from your business marketing classes. Are you learning things that you can kind of put into your business? Like, or is it kind of just there's, is there a lapse between like, all right, this is a theory and then this is actually running a business. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest. I've learned so much more doing it on my own rather than from the class itself or the classes themselves. So the cool thing about being in college and learning about business is you get to learn like the legality aspect of it all. So that kind of, you know, pushed me towards the right direction. But for the most part, it was more so how am I going to figure this out with Google, my good friend, Google. And so, yeah, so I just did a bunch of research on my own and I feel like that's part of entrepreneurship is just having that inner, almost like motivation to just get things done and find things out on your own rather than, you know, going through a course and having someone teach it to you. So I've honestly learned so much outside of college rather than you know, in college, but I'm still going just to get the degree. Cause you know, they say, just get the degree. It's still good. My yeah. parents they yeah. need to and, go to school. And then you never know to you, you, you finish. And then at some point 
in your career, you're like, well, let me get an MBA. And like a lot of times with the MBA too, I've, I've heard that it's not necessarily the content you're learning. It's more so the connections that you can leverage in the future, like the, yeah. who you know, the investors and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so interesting. I think the, the podcast episode I sent you to is with Swathi, the local artist here. Yes, she's so cool. Yeah, she, I love listening to y'all. She was hilarious. That was our, our first conversation too. Like I had bought some art from her, but I literally, after that, I went back to my table to keep drinking with my friends. So mm-hmm. like, besides that, like micro conversation, that was our first conversation, but she was incredibly charismatic, super funny. But what I thought was interesting about what she said was, even she went to business school and it taught her literally nothing to run her own business, which I I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. It is so weird. Like learning from a professor, like, okay, for example, I'm in this business class and my professor, he doesn't have a business of his own. He's never had a business and it's just kind of contradicting, like listening to someone teach business and they've never, you know, experienced it for themselves. So in those, Sorry, my mom's calling. Hi, okay. Sorry. No, you're good. It's going to be on the podcast. Oh, she's crazy. Okay, but anyways. Mom, mom you got to cut it out. Like, what are you I doing? know, mother, what the heck? Okay. Um, okay, we should be all good. Hopefully she doesn't call again. Anyways. Um, if she does call again, you have to answer it and she has to talk to us. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. She's probably going to say something crazy, though. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Shout out, mom. Love you. Um, But yeah, so it's a little contradicting, like learning business from someone who has never tried to have a business on their own. Um, So in those moments, I'm like, should I even continue doing this? Because I've done pretty much a lot on my own already. And I think I've done a pretty good job, like with marketing, creativity. I have complete creative control of everything. So I don't know. I feel like I'm on a great path right now with how much I've learned just by myself but you know like I said just to get that little degree sure just have something under my name I'll I did want to I did want to ask because you know I run my own personal training business and it's a lot of work going into not only marketing but setting up pricing structures and corresponding yeah. with people emailing scheduling and then you know it's different for me because you are you're doing all of that but you're also sourcing materials in your you're looking at like affordability and, and putting things together. So how did you go about kind of learning all of this? Because I'm trying to think back when I was 23, where was I? I was just finishing my undergrad, kind of like heading into grad school. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really have colleagues or classmates that were running their own businesses. Like you never really heard of that. And that was like four years ago. So you're kind of like, it seems like just this generation, like they're accelerating so quickly. I'm not going to lie. I think COVID really played a huge role in that. Like I just kind of got into this tunnel vision mindset where I wanted to essentially be a sponge and just soak up as much information as I could, because I knew that I wanted to start my business soon, like right after COVID. And so I was like, okay, so this is a perfect time to just dedicate all of my hours to just learning, 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 learning. Cause I, like you said, I didn't have anybody like a mentor or a friend to like lean on for advice or anything. So it was all just me researching day in and day out. And so yeah, Google, YouTube podcasts, 
um, books, even yeah. um, just all of those different resources. I'm not gonna like TikTok. I spent a lot of time on TikTok following um, great business owners and learning from them and their you know, little snippets of advice here and there. I would save that to my camera roll. And I'm not going to lie. I, I find you incredibly inspiring. Like this is oh, yes, super cool. One, one, because it's like relatable. Like when COVID hit, it's when I started my own training business too. In March of 2020, I started working for myself and I didn't leave my, both my employers. So I used to work at a gym and then I worked at Lululemon as well. And June, June of this year, I stopped working for anybody. And now it's just like me working for myself. Um, so I learned a lot during that shutdown period and all that. But now what I'm learning is more like technology stuff. So SQL or SQL, I'm trying to learn Python coding. And oh, I, I love Python. Wait, can you code? Yes, a little bit, barely. Shout out to my college professor. He taught me that though. Yeah. I didn't listen to so I wish I would have gotten into that when I was in shutdown because there's no like I would yeah. definitely know how to program right now. And I'm I'm struggling with with Python, I won't lie, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep pushing and keep going just because for me, I want to be at that intersection of technology and health and wellness. Yes. Yeah. There's tons of startups, but um, kind of just to, to tie a knot in it, I find you so inspiring because it sounds like you're just trying so much. Like, have you always been a sponge, like you mentioned earlier? Mm, yes, but with people. So I had always been just like open to like meeting new people from all sorts of demographics, backgrounds, all that. I still am like that. But then I kind of, I don't know, grew some sort of hunger and like desire to know more about business and that sort of industry because I decided you know working in hospitality and working in retail I was like I can do this like I can have my own schedule I can be my own boss like I love all the skill sets that I'm learning from them but I can essentially apply it to my future uh, endeavors for myself you know I don't have to always be under someone so that's really kind of what inspired me once I got all that experience from retail and hospitality I decided you know eventually someday I want to be my own boss and I know that I'm capable of doing it so how can I like transform this hunger to get to know people and their life and their um, backgrounds into more of like a business sense like how can I learn more about business making money setting up my future family for generational wealth yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I, I do have I do have another question too because I, I find that really interesting. Have you had have you always had that skill set of kind of looking at where you're at now and seeing what it can get you in the future? So you you talk about like, yeah, I'm working in hospitality, I'm working in retail, mm-hmm. and I realize I could do it myself. So you kind of start extracting things and placing that into your own business. Have you always done that like in your life, or did something just kind of strange hit you? Honestly, I think it was just something strange hit me um, because I didn't always have that in me. And I think it was once I was completely living on my own. Mm. So I moved out when I was 18 and I moved across the ocean to Honolulu, Hawaii. And that's really when I started to gain this huge sense of independence. And I learned so much about myself because I was by myself. I didn't have any friends, any family, no one to really rely on or depend on. And so I kind of 
just learned so much about who Nicole was and how I interact with people and how I respond to situations. And so I think that's when it all shifted for me. Like, okay, I got to make a life for myself. Like, this is real. Like, you know, so might as well try to improve myself in the best way that I can and gather as much information from these people and kind of just dive into a little bit of everything to see what life that I essentially want to create for myself now that I'm exposed to a different environment and different people. And then that kind of switched from people to business. The business, right? So you Mm-hmm. It sounds like from what I'm hearing it, you always had that skill set of kind of just really figuring out people connecting well. And then you mm-hmm. learned how to do that in a, in a business context. Yes, yes. And I also think they go hand in hand as well. Totally. You know, Absolutely. Connecting with people like the I feel like the best businesses are those that are able to establish a connection with their customers and and just be more than a surface level business, you know, you want to create some sort of chemistry vibe with them so that they feel like they're connected to you. I think that's why Lululemon is, is so successful. And that's why I really thrived. Like I never climbed the ladder there and it was kind of like a personal choice. Like I was, you know, I'm coaching, I'm exercise physiology, but it's a great way to meet people and network and, and connect with people. And yeah, at the forefront of like what you do as an educator is you, you educate people on the clothing, but you also connect with them because they live in the community that you work at. They're going to keep coming back. So anytime you see someone walk in, you can say their name, like they light up. Um, yeah. so kind of like you said, they place an emphasis on, on connection with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look, they're so successful. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of just tell me. So you said at 18, you moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um what made you want to go there? And you were in San Diego at the time? Well, so I was in Texas at the time. So I went to Texas for four years. So it was one of those things where my mom was like, hey, do you want to move to Texas with me? I have this job opportunity. It's either you come with me or you stay here. And I was like, shoot, I'm open to it, whatever, right? I'll try it out. (laughs) We didn't have any family in Texas or anything. And we were just like, let's do it. You only live once. So we moved to Austin and I went to Austin high school and that was awesome. Stayed there for four years. And then, yeah, I decided I want to go to school somewhere where there's an ocean, whether it be in California, Florida, even, or Honolulu, Hawaii. And so then I got an acceptance letter from Honolulu and I was like, okay, we're going here. <laughs> what was what was your experience like? Was there culture shock from going to Cali to Austin to then Hawaii? Most definitely, honestly, like moving from California to Austin, it was definitely different just because I feel like, I don't know, Texas is just its own world. I feel like there's the. Do you think we were all going to be on horses? I'm not going to lie. I really did. I thought people, I'm not going to lie. Like I really. All right. This interview is over. Thank you so much for coming on. No, everyone's going to hate me. They're going to be like stupid Californian. (laughs) Of course she would think like that. Oh my gosh. I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but I, I really did 
think that you guys like rode horses and stuff like regularly like that but i think i think it's the movies because anytime you do see someone in texas with a horse riding down the street it's like not surprising but it's atypical it's like you just don't see that as often you know yes exactly and so yeah when i thought of texas i was like okay people are gonna be in the cowboy boots cowboy hats horses everywhere and I had never been to Texas before that. And I was what, I think like 14, 13, 14. Yeah. So, so obviously it was immature, but yeah. So moving to Texas definitely was a culture shock and the weather was a culture shock in and of itself. I was not used to that. Just the cold fronts and yeah, just dealing with not having an ocean, but it being super humid um that was crazy but honestly I had a good time in Texas like sometimes I say like oh my god I'm so glad I moved away from Texas but then Mm -hmm. other times I find myself kind of missing it as well because Austin's so cool like it's so unique I feel like compared to all the other cities in Texas so shout out Texas it was a great time I probably won't move back there but it was definitely fun and I'll, I'll it's, definitely you know it's it's always a place you'd come visit you don't have to like literally move back but yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a cool vibe out here I really enjoy Austin um mm-hmm. it's eclectic for sure and you can kind of just learn a lot out here encountering different people yes yeah definitely eclectic is a great way to describe it so yeah it was awesome and then moving to Honolulu I don't know. It, it was like a feeling between, wow, I feel like I've been here before. Like, I feel like this is home to me. But then it was also like a little bit of a culture shock of the good vibes that you just felt when you were there. Like they call um, or they say Aloha spirit is on the island. And literally when you step foot off the plane, you feel it immediately. Mm. Like it just it's just like something's in the air and it's aloha spirit and it just I don't know I just felt so warm and embraced when I landed and I loved it there I still do love it the people are amazing and it's just great vibes there and yeah so I I love living in Honolulu one of my one of my best friends Josh is is um his family is from there so he goes back like every year to Honolulu and He's got the cutest little grandma and family out there. Have um, you ever been? I haven't been, but I, I want to go with him some at some point. Because, um, again, Hawaii, and I actually want to take my mom to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be great. I asked her one day, like, what's your your dream vacation? She said, Hawaii. I want to go. I want to go there. So I, I want to, like, at some point buy our tickets and, and stay and everything and kind of, like, gift her that visit. Oh, yeah, that would be the best thing ever. You would literally have the best time, honestly. think so? I, I love the beach. Um, I yeah. love it. It's, it's yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I like just being out there early mornings in, like, yeah. no headphones, like, nothing. I'm just, like, listening to the water. So my, my dad's from Mexico, and so when I go visit my family out there, I always have access to the beach because – our our place is like three to four minutes from the beach out there so Mm -hmm. it's always nice to just be with my family out in Mexico but then I can go to the beach 
Wow. I love it. So I just said really, because a lot of people who live in Texas, well, a lot of the people that I encountered, they say that they don't like the beach. Really? They don't understand. Yeah. The people that I met in Texas, they're like, what's the hype around the beach? Like, da, 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 da. I'm like, what do you mean? The beach is that's, beautiful. That's and disrespectful. I, I love the beach, like the ocean. I, I, I'm enamored with the ocean and the sea. Like I, I, this might sound like weird, but I think the cure to cancer is in the ocean. Like, you know, you extract things from like algae or fish and these, like the chemistry of things. I I just feel like it's down there. And so I I think space travel is cool, but, you know, in an ideal world, I would put more resources towards research in the ocean ocean, Um, and also preserving things as well, like coral reefs and, and, things that yeah. kind of give back to the earth. It's such a beautiful life down there. And I was, are, are you on Twitter by chance? Yes, I am. So Twitter, Twitter's undefeated for the humor. Just I love to- Twitter comedy. It's literally the greatest. Everyone has like no filter at all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two things on that to that point is, I, I mean, I had Twitter when I was in high school and I'm, I was 18, I'm 27 now. So I've been writing with Twitter so long. I've seen the iterations of it and the humor mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's funny because the people that I was on there with at the start are still here. We're all like 27 yeah. or 30 and the humor <laughs> is just as funny. Um, but I, I, was, I was on a thread of the ocean and like these really interesting creatures. So I'll send you that thread. Um, yeah, send it like to these, follow you. These crazy looking um, jellyfish and, and fish. It was interesting. Wow. Isn't it crazy how we only have discovered like 5% of the ocean? That's that's another thing that blows my mind, and I'm. Do you you're, think you're right. I, I don't know, but it's so interesting to me. And then, like, we can't access a certain part because of the depth and the pressure. And I'm like, oh it, yes. Yeah. Again, I'm not like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Were you conspiracy theorist? I'm not. Conspiracy theorist. Me, I'm, yeah, me I'm, either. I'm really not, but I find it hard to believe that we haven't been able to produce a technology that can withstand the pressure of going to certain depths of the ocean. And yeah, another thing with like how you mentioned earlier, how you like space travel and all that, I love learning about the planets too, but I also feel like it would be so much more beneficial to us if we put more energy towards researching our ocean. Cause like you said, there might be so much down there. Literally there is a whole world down there. Ecosystem. Yeah. And you know, that, that saying, you got to fill your cup before you fill others yes uh, oh my gosh i get inner inner like planetary travel is going to be important especially in the future because of some of the ramifications we've we've had on with how we've treated the the earth but also like we're still on here viable like why not like pour more in it but again i digress like that's a whole other conversation yeah Um, same i could talk about that forever i'm I'm with you i'm with you yay Um, i do want to segue though because We've been talking about, you know, your business. Let's reveal kind of like what it is. What is it called? And, and where, did the, where did the inspirations come from too? Yeah. So my business is called Hella Buena. So the inspo behind the name, shout out my mom. She helped me a lot with this. So <laughs> Hella kind of incorporates that Southern California vibe. We say Hella a lot. Like if we're describing anything like this. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
And then buena obviously is Spanish, but it translates to good. So I wanted my brand name to kind of encompass good vibes. So I just thought hella buena, you know, like hella good vibes, like life is hella good because it is hella good. So yeah, so that is the story behind the name itself. And then hella buena, the brand, we really just want to combat climate change and kind of protect and preserve our ocean um, because that's something that is so important to me and I didn't really have that kind of fire and drive within myself until I moved to Honolulu and mm. I got to experience so much marine life out there and I just fell in love with the ocean and I decided you know what whatever I create whatever I do in this lifetime I want to make sure that my efforts go towards protecting the ocean and just loving it as much as I can. And yeah, just doing whatever I can to combat climate change because I feel like the ocean plays a huge factor in that. Yeah, and so with your your swimsuit company, I I love the name and the meaning behind it. Um, You mentioned combating climate change. How do y'all go about doing that? Is that sourcing sustainable um, materials and things like that? Yeah, so we're 100% sustainable all the way from our packaging, all the way down to the swimwear fabric that we use. It's all sustainable. And um, we also are partnered with the Roll Foundation. And the Roll Foundation essentially cleans our oceans for us. And they're an amazing foundation. You guys should definitely look into them. I don't want to like say anything wrong, but they're amazing. Love their whole mission and everything that they do for the ocean. So we are partnered with them in a way where every bikini piece that's purchased, 10 cents goes to that foundation as well. So let's say you buy a bikini top, that's 10 cents that goes to the Royal Foundation. Or if you buy a top and a bottom, that's 20 cents that goes to the Royal Foundation. So if people were to buy a top and a bottom within five purchases, that's already a dollar yes yeah so yeah i'm smart like you know my mom helped me like do math when get i was quick there. with it yeah <laughs> that's awesome impressive i need to get better at that for sure no my mom my mom and i we used to play a fun game when i was really young so it was like um she pay for something and if i could calculate the change before it was entered in and, and popped up on the little thing she'd give me the change I love that. Oh so my fun. god. That uh, is so smart. So I find myself still playing that game, even though like she's not like shopping with me. She's in Fort Worth three hours away. Um, but it got I, to it got to a point where um essentially like I got good at it. So she was like, okay, like no more. You're too old now. <laughs> That's so funny. I bet you you're really good at the uh, you know the multiplication sheets that we had in school. Yeah, where, like you had a minute to do it. Uh-huh. Like 10 times nine and three times. No, nah, no. Nah. I think that was the extent of like my, that was the height of my math career. I I'm not the best at math. Yeah. Like it's just calculation stuff, but you know what? It's real world, isn't it? It's, it's not books yeah. that I'm not utilizing at the moment. So that's, exactly. that's what I'm proud of. Um, so kind of tell me too, what's that process look like of finding sustainable, sustainable items and, 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 and um, yes. I guess. So I have- I have my notes here to refer to. So if you see me looking, that's what I'm looking at. Okay, so essentially to break it all down into easier ways to explain to you guys, 
it goes through a process of like six steps, right? So the first step obviously is to collect all the material. Uh, so we get our waste collection. So that consists of fishnets, plastic water bottles, um, fabric scraps, carpet flooring, all that stuff that's in the ocean. So we gather that material and then we regenerate it. So when we take it to the regeneration process, we're essentially melting all of that material that we just gathered. So we're melting that waste and making it into flakes. And so then when it turns into flakes, so the third step is turning those flakes into plastic chips. So we transform the flakes to nylon and plastic chips. Wow. And then the next step is we remake the chips and we make the chips turn into fabric fibers. And so then the next step would be we essentially create the recycled fabric. And so we transform that fabric into nylon fabric. And then the last step is we have our eco swim. So that's when we can start designing, like making specific designs. And oh, cool. Yeah. So that's like the simple, easy, like rundown of it. Obviously there's more like yeah. stuff that's done in between, but essentially that's the process that it goes through. And uh, so, yeah, it's made out of um, high quality polyamide and um, yeah, hundred percent sustainable swimwear. And then our packaging is also 100% biodegradable and compostable. So like you can literally put it back into soil into the earth and it's good to go that's that's incredible um is this process though is it more expensive to do than like what the traditional route would be but also on the back end of it it's also healthier for the earth right yeah so the process is way more tedious so which you need special machinery to be able to do all the steps that i mentioned and so it does cost way more to produce than your typical um i guess fabric that they use in the mm -hmm. fashion industry for swimwear and so yeah so that is why sustainability or like sustainable fabric is more pricier because a lot of more steps are going into it because you're gathering this material literally from the earth, from the ocean, whatever was in the ocean, you're trying to remake it into this high quality fabric. So that's why it, it costs more for sure. But that's a, uh, a great sacrifice that you're willing to have on the, for the mm -hmm. back and the result, right? Yeah, most definitely. And then the longevity, like the quality that, comes out of it, it it's mind-blowing I'm not even gonna lie because you would think sustainability oh like it's not gonna be as great honestly I I was shocked like the quality yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you like well mm -hmm. two, two things one is now the sustainability it's kind of at the forefront of, of things that we think about before at least for me when I purchase things so I know that a lot of my friends and just people that I I know do like sustainable products so it's like there is finally like a market for what you're doing, which is mm -hmm. really, really exciting. Um, and then I'm not going to lie. I just blanked on, on what my other thing was. What were you just mentioning? Oh, um, how like the longevity of it, like it's great quality. Yeah. What's the quality differential? Like, did you notice anything like a drastic drop off or what's it feel like? 
Yeah, it just feels uh, like, should I like show you or should I just describe it? Okay, so it just feels way more durable. Like it's not thin, it's rather really thick and it's just like, oh, it just feels like royalty. I don't know. I just love it. I love the quality of it and it doesn't tear easily. Like in some swimwear, like you can notice the strings sticking mm. out and stuff if you wash it, but I have had no issues with this quality. And yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I love my product so much is because not only is it like, you know, fighting against climate change and trying to protect and preserve our oceans, the quality itself is just mind-blowing to me and i'm just like oh my god i can't believe this is what it is like that's that's your product though like you designed that and you yeah. went, that's what i find so cool and inspiring and so Thank when you. i noticed that there's a lot of people like um do you watch insecure by chance oh my god someone was telling me about that today yes, literally it's an incredible show on hbo okay. um have I you seen any of it by chance no, but they literally told me about it today. That's so crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite shows, but I was watching an interview. So I'm, I'm a big fan of watching interviews of artists and, and creators. Um, and, and so she was mentioning, like, I set out to make a show that I would want to watch. And a lot of artists, whether they're musicians, they, they make music that they would want to listen to. So mm -hmm. did you find yourself doing that when you were thinking of what you wanted, like the the material to feel like where you like I want to set out to make something that I would want to wear as a consumer yes 100 percent 100 percent yes um mainly because I came from that retail background and there's a lot more expansion that I want to do with Helena rather than just the quality itself but with sizing wise there's so much that I want to expand on because I used to work for this retail store and um I don't know, they kind of just introduced my mind to like, oh my gosh, having a wide range of sizes is so important because I didn't fit into a lot of their sizes that they offered. So that's something I definitely want to incorporate into my brand once I expand more. So yeah, most definitely when I was thinking about my brand, I wanted it to be something where I was like, I'm not only proud of this, but like, I love to wear this as well. You know, because if I don't love to wear it, how am I going to convince other people to yeah. love to wear it? You know what I mean? So I love it so much. I have like, obviously I wear all this swimwear like all the time. <laughs> yeah. If I could literally just stay in a bikini forever, I would like wear them every, everywhere. Maybe, maybe one day, like, yeah. Maybe in five <laughs> yeah, society is getting more like lenient on stuff yeah. like that. Express yourself, whatever. So maybe someday I'll just be shopping in a grocery store <laughs> with my bikini. <laughs> totally but kidding. But. What are some future plans? Like, do you, so now you've started, I know you've only been in business like a little bit over a month, which by the way, sounds like, it sounds like a bold faced lie because of how seasoned you sound and, and, relaying the information of your business which means like damn you really were putting a lot of work in during that shutdown period of 2020 where you're like going through the the ins and outs of it so that's really impressive thank you thank you so much yeah honestly um wait sorry i totally just blanked out no no, no i didn't even ask a question to be honest but okay. um i did want to ask like what are some future like plans you have have you already oh, thought yeah. of like maybe different iterations or new products that aren't just swimwear? 
Yes, most definitely. So I got a lot of feedback. And um, one of the things that I for sure want to do is incorporate menswear as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do that. I'm looking into that with my manufacturing company. And like I mentioned earlier, sizing is super important to me. So I used to work for this retail company and they um, basically catered to lingerie, women in lingerie. And um, so one of the things that I noticed is that they didn't have like a lot of size vari variations uh, that I could fit into and that a lot of other people could fit into. So that's something I wanted to incorporate in my business, like have way more sizes available. And so this was just my first launch. And with my future launches, I just want to have so much inclusivity and expand on my sizes for sure. So the sizing, menswear, and I was also looking into t-shirts as well, because you can't go wrong with t-shirts. And yeah. yeah, that's so true. Because especially too with the the slogan, like the company name, it's catchy. So, you know, yeah, I would like that's a cool t-shirt. And also I'm I'm glad to hear that you might be looking into like menswear because I'm a huge proponent of like short swim trunks. Yeah, yeah. Mid thigh level, like they're they're great, undefeated. Okay, you're gonna have to connect with me later and tell me specifically what kind of shorts you like to wear. Cause I'm literally, I ask everybody like, I need feedback. Like, tell me what is what is it that you want to wear? What is it that you like? So yes, love that. Yeah, I'm all about comfortability. Like, I mean, siento cómodo. Like, I feel comfortable, you know. And Aww, like right now, yeah. I'm in like my my PJ shirt, so it's a, a large shirt right now. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, what were did you have to climb any mental hurdles to being like, all right, I'm gonna start this business? Because something that I do is um, with trainers, I'll consult with some, and I'll, I'll go grab coffee. And what I hear a lot of times is um, like uh, not fatigue, mental fatigue, but more so like imposter syndrome or like. Yes. They want to, they want to come out and say like, Hey, I'm launching a new business, but they don't for like two or three months because they're kind of scared. Um, there's some mental hurdles. So did you encounter any? And if you did, how did you kind of go about defeating them? Oh, for sure. There were so many mental hurdles. Like the main one specifically was just feeling so alone. Cause mm -hmm. I, I did do a lot of research on my own just because I didn't really have anyone like a mentor or any friends or family who had gone this route that I've gone on and so there have been times where I was like I don't think I could do this like there's no way like even though I'm researching all of this stuff how can I do it like I don't see how it's going to even happen mm -hmm. and so in those moments I would literally just have to calm myself down and I really value meditation I meditate mm -hmm. twice a day so once in the morning and once um, right before I go to sleep. And so I would meditate in those chaotic moments during the day when I was like, I just don't know how this is going to happen. Cause I can't see it physically. I can't even feel the product. I don't know what it's going to look like. Interesting. Like, this isn't going to take off. And then I'd be like, Whoa, let's, let's take a breather. Let's just breathe real quick and let's meditate on this. And then we'll like create a solution. And kind of, I would like, once I was done with my meditating, I would write down, okay, what is the main issue that I'm concerned with right now? Hmm. And then I would just write down three possible solutions or like essentially three steps. Like first, let's do this. Then let's do this. 
and then we'll do this. So kind of just breaking it down like one thing at a time instead of just like imposter, like, oh, I don't know what to do, you know? That's, um, that's again, like you're 23. That's like, that. I find that incredible. I was speaking to, I brought on someone that's in the fitness industry, runs his own business. It's legitimately like if they're making six figures like easily, like, like uh, a quarter, like they're killing it. Uh, and a big thing that he mentioned was, um, you know, breaking large tasks down into smaller digestible things. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading up on product, uh, product management, like for technology. And, and so like, I work with a device and I see it from, you know, the inception to carrying it out and delivering it to people. Right. And so mm-hmm. a lot of that includes like project management and things like that. And so it's so funny that you're learning these concepts on the fly again, without like reading about it in a book and then not ever doing it. Oh, thank you. You're gassing me up. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like to hear the ways that people will go about accomplishing something. So, you know, mm-hmm. there could be 10 other people that are doing what you're doing. And I, I always find like self-organization in the human. So interesting. So like there's 10 different ways to get to the same thing. And so like 10 different people are going to do it differently. And I, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think low key, we all kind of have that natural voice within us though to guide us and I think that's what really helped me was just like okay let me just listen to what's going on in here and then we'll focus on creating it externally so I think yeah meditation that saved me really that's cool um (laughs) and then I wanted to ask too what are some influences that have made their their way into your products influences whether that's colors names of products what they look like like yes okay so for sure I'm Afro-Latina you know my mom is Mexican and I've always like since I was little just had this love and fascination for Dia de los Muertos and so literally Hella Buena's color palette was inspired by Dia de los Muertos. Like you have the blue, the pinks, the orange, the white, all of that stuff. So definitely my background influenced Helena a lot. And I would say also living in Honolulu, that for sure had a huge influence on me to be sustainable, like a 100% sustainable brand, because I learned so much about the marine life while I was out there. And then also when I was living in Honolulu, like I mentioned, the Aloha spirit, I kind of wanted to incorporate just like good vibes into my brand. And I want to exude good brand or good vibes into my brand. And also just being from SoCal, it's kind of like chilled, laid back over here. People, you know, kind of go at a slower pace. Like, so I wanted to incorporate that kind of lifestyle as well in my brand. And I feel like it exudes that energy because that's the main thing that I wanted as well. That's so cool. And so like, how did the first launch go? Like whether like business wise, and then how did it feel too when you freaking launched it? Like, and then you're like, all right, let me relax the rest of the day what happened like how did did oh my god I literally did not sleep the night before and (laughs) I was so excited literally it went way better than I could have ever imagined like my life changed in that moment I was like I can't believe 
this is actually happening right now. Like I have never made this much money in my life within the span of just a few hours, you know? And so I was freaking out. I literally started crying after like packing my fifth order in that day. And I was just like, I need to take a break because this is like, I don't want to get tears on any any of the like merchandise because (laughs) this is like crazy right now. And so, and I recorded myself too, because I was like, I got to remember this moment forever. I got to show my future. Yeah. It's like moment. when a baby first takes its first steps. It's like, yeah. I made my yes. first sale. That's pretty cool. Yes, exactly. It's so like, yeah, I cried, obviously. And then I cried that night as well. Just like being so thankful and so grateful because it was so hard. Just like having this idea and this vision in my mind for the past year and not telling anyone about it. Like Hmm. the only person who really knew was my best friend, Gabby, and then my mom, of course. And so no one knew what I was going through like that whole year. And it was constantly just like a mind game. Like we got to do this, we've got to execute. And just to see it be done, like it executed, like, way better than I ever imagined it was so surreal to me so I was crying for like the first day and the second day and I was just super grateful sales were amazing uh, when I launched and it's just doing so well and creatively it's really I'm not gonna lie like it's been a little bit hard sometimes coming up with different content ideas because there's so many different ideas that I want to do and it's like one of those things where it's like I want to do this that and that and this and this and then you almost get so overwhelmed that you don't do anything (laughs) so I've been through that that's a good point I do have a question about that because when you mentioned earlier that you know you're feeling overwhelmed it's kind of tough so you go meditate um Mm -hmm. I used to meditate a lot like in life was so slow like I it was like really cool it was slow in a good way where I could analyze things in real time, almost like it was so cool. Um, but now when I get overwhelmed, I like go take a nap for 10 minutes. But I, I think this serves as a good reminder. No, I'm like, I don't think it's like constructive. So I'm, I'm going to start looking into meditating for a couple of minutes to kind of just, all right, I'm, I'm back here in the present. Like, why am I worrying about these things in my mind? Right. The anxiety is looming. Um, that's so interesting. And then I wanted to ask you another question. Um, but I again, I kind of blanked. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, let's see. What else did I want to ask you though? Yeah. So your, your first launch went well, and then I need to, I need to get you in contact. I have a friend named, uh, Chanta. She's up in New York. And so she's a trainer, but she started her own clothing line and it's called like boom, boom squad. Um, and boom, 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 boom is like the heartbeat going boom, boom. And I love it. Oh my God. I'm in love with it already. Yeah. I have one of her hoodies. Um, but she'd be someone that's would be really cool because y'all are both kind of like at the inception she just had a launch like last year and it went really well Um, Mm -hmm. and there's like photos of her like in her little New York apartment with her husband packing Mm -hmm. orders and sending handwritten notes and all that so like when you're describing that that's who I thought of so it's that's so cool um, that y'all have gone through that yeah oh my god I gotta connect with her for sure for sure yeah but yeah it is a crazy moment yeah, that, that's so cool. Um, and then why I feel like it's kind of obvious, but why why swimwear? Why did you wanna want want to focus on that? Swimwear mainly because I, I love going to the beach. I love being by the ocean. And 
yeah, I wanted to create something that I love. So I thought swimwear would be perfect. And it's difficult to find like how to make it sustainable, but yeah. I was able to find a way how to do it. So I was like, okay, look, I got both things that I wanted, swimwear and sustainability. And so let's get the ground running. Let's let's start it. So yeah, it's definitely. Um, so on top of sourcing material and designing stuff and designing color schemes and, and names, there's also like the website and the marketing and the point of sale software that you have to use. Did you also learn all of that and kind of just start yeah. rolling with it? Yeah. What, what did that What did that process look like? Oh my God. It was so strenuous. Literally it <laughs> took me like four to five months to design the website. Um, wow. I did use Shopify, but I had to watch these videos on YouTube. There's so many different videos on YouTube. Shout out YouTube. Literally, it was my best friend. And so I was just watching these hour long videos of all these different um, layouts and themes that you can use. So I was experimenting with like all the different layouts and I'd be like, oh, I don't like how this looks. So let me change it to that. And so I was being so picky and so that's why it took me so long to pick a layout and everything, because then I also had to wait for my uh, pictures and had to see how those would look on the website as well. So it literally took so long for me to build the website, but I built it. I'm happy with it. I feel like it was it's great. And yeah, it was fun. It was fun, but also stressful. Yeah, there was a point um, during the shutdown where I started to make my own website. um, Mm -hmm. And I was very good at it, but I was also very bad at it because I was kind of like a different person back then in terms of I would Mm -hmm. get really plagued by anxiety, like paralysis by analysis. So like I'd overthink things and not move on it. And now I'm like the opposite. I'm just like slapping stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, so I would spend hours on like the font and then moving the position and then seeing that the colors, but by the end of the day, only half the page or a quarter of the page is done. And it's like, this is too (laughs) slow. Like I got to find a way to expedite this. Exactly. So shout out to all the graphic designers, because I don't know how you guys do it. Like Mm -hmm. they must have a lot of patience because, yeah, like I said. And then there's a, another thing too, where you keep mentioning YouTube and I, love YouTube because I feel like I learned so much it's like YouTube University like you've heard that before right yes yes mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so useful and then also earlier when you mentioned that no one really knew but your best friend and your mom it reminded me of when Rick Ross said you weren't sh- you weren't with me when I was shooting in the gym like you weren't with me when I was like putting in all that hard work so um, oh yeah I love that I've never heard that is that in his song or is that just a quote uh, I'll send I'll send you the song. It's it's, okay, it's a collab it with Drake. It's it's a good one. Ooh, Drake. Love <laughs> wow. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. Uh okay. this is this is the most important question of the day. Bring it, bring it on. All right. If you had your own <laughs> podcast, who would yeah, if you had your own podcast, who would be the your top two favorite companies to reach out and say, We love what you do, we want to sponsor your podcast. It can be any two companies you want. Any two companies to sponsor me? Okay. 
Tesla. Tesla would definitely be one of them. That's the first one. And then the second one. Ah, oh, who would be the second company? What's the second company that I really love? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What's another company? Um Oh my gosh, I can't think of one. Okay. Tesla. It, it could Tesla's, be anything, right? It could literally be any. It could be food. It could be whatever you want it to be. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. Um you know what? I've, oh, you what, know is what? what is it? Roxy. Roxy. You know What's the surfer, that? the surfer brand, Roxy. No. The, surfer, the professional surfers. Roxy? No. You've never heard it. It's like Billabong. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> like, sorry. It's like you've heard of Billabong, right? I have, yeah. Okay, so Billabong, Roxy. Do you uh, surf? You know what? I surf a little bit, like amateur surfing, but got it. Nothing, nothing extreme. Then, like, what do you use your your Python skills for? Like, do you program like random things? Like, what are you using it for? Oh, literally, it was just to get through the class. Like okay. I don't do it in my spare time, but, but you, you know, the basics and all that. Yeah. It was no. super fun when I was doing it. Like I, that's the first class that I got like an A plus in. Cause I just had so much fun with it. It was amazing. Like I would literally, literally like stay on office hours with my professor just to like talk to him. And just, I, I love that class so much. I definitely want to get back into Python just like learning about it because it's such a useful tool I feel like and it's fun it's fun yeah it's super fun and so my last question is what inspires you whether it's something that you get to do in your work or it's something you observe in the community that really lights you up so what inspires you what inspires Nicole what inspires me I guess just seeing people live in their truth and being authentically them and just full of life and comfortable in their own skin that inspires me to also do the same and just follow my heart and follow my passions and everything because I think like okay if this person can live in their truth and live a complete happy life being comfortable with who they are and in their skin then I can as well and so it inspires me to just like keep being better and to keep loving myself for who I am and yeah I would just say seeing people live in their truth and their authenticity that inspires me to want to be a better me I, I love that that's that's succinctly put that's that's so good and um how was your your first podcast experience how'd it go ah and that's it we're, yeah, we're like, already uh, done. We're gonna stop recording in it. We'll stop recording in a second, but you killed oh, that. That was great. Oh my god, thank you. It was so freaking awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Literally, this was the best time ever. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you to the listeners uh, for listening in on